What's going on, guys? This is Irvin, your host of the Breakthrough Society podcast. Now, before we get into the show, I have my good friend Chris Bello on here. Now, Chris is a master at managing like his time, his schedule, all that good stuff. That's one of my weaknesses, so which is why I was super excited to get him on here. And he talks a little bit about how he manages all of that stuff and he gets through the day with you know minimum distractions and um he's always on point with the social media and stuff like that he's been killing it in real estate and uh here you'll get to know him right so let's get right into the show what's going on guys so before we get into the show real quick i just wanted to say you find value in this episode if this helped you out in any way please share it out to your friends share it on social media tag us we'll repost it the message that we bring out here every single guest that i bring on the show is to help you guys out in any way um, i know definitely you'll get value from this because chris he's a master at managing his schedule his calendar all that good stuff that's something that i am weak at so i brought him on here so he can help you guys out with that as well because i know there's a lot of people that struggle from that <clears throat> another thing if you have a facebook and have not joined the group breakthrough society movement go ahead and do that just go to facebook and search up in the little search engine just put uh, breakthrough society movement and it's going to be the only one popping up there another one we got awarded a club on clubhouse if you're not a clubhouse and have an android sorry because it's only available for iphone if you have an iphone hit me a dm i'll send you an invite to it and uh, you'll interact with me there and i we just got award, awarded a club on clubhouse also called the breakthrough society and um, got a lot of killers in there so interact on clubhouse it's gold it's a new platform you'll love it so with that being said let's get into the show all right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Uh, today, I have my good friend, Chris. What's going on, Chris? What's going on? Good to be here. Thank you so much. For sure, man. Thanks for thanks for taking time and coming on the show, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. No, I, I always love connecting with other people and just sharing messages. And you can learn something from conversations every day. So happy to be here. Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Nice. So first question I always... Um, that's my guess is uh, just tell the audience, you know, who's Chris, what you got going on, and then, you know, how did, how did you come up to this point where, where you're at right now in career life? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to share. So my quick story of like how everything works with where I'm at right now, I was in corporate America. I worked in oil and gas. I wasn't really happy with the way life was going, and I saw the managers and directors, and I was looking at them like, you know, they work way more than I do. They might make a little bit more than I do, you know. 120 grand a year, 130 grand. I don't know how much they were making, but they were working all the time. They seemed stressed out. They were getting laid off in oil and gas, you know, with the ups and the downs, people get cut. And so how do you stay motivated if you don't even know if you're going to be there in two months? You know, I was just like, this doesn't make sense to me. And so I started to think of how, how do I escape the cubicle, do my own thing, be an entrepreneur, actually get rewarded 
for my efforts because whether I worked 100 hours a week or 30 hours a week, I was salary, I got paid the same. So I had no motivation to really go super hard. And I didn't want to be in the position that those managers and directors were. And so I quit my job probably a little too soon. I didn't even know what I was going to do yet. And I tried a couple things out, didn't really work out. I kept failing. I kept trying new things. Any entrepreneur listening to this who's been there, they can understand that feeling of like, I'm ready to quit my job and take the leap, but I can't figure out how to make money and stay consistent and save. And now you don't have insurance, like, you know, all those different questions. And so fast forward a couple of years, I had, um, I got my real estate license in 2019, had a pretty decent year for getting started so late in the year. 2020, I more than doubled my business. And in 2021, I've already got like 60K in commissions and deals that are set to close in the next month or two. So I'm like, I'm just following up, man. It's just growing and scaling. I had a couple of uh, good months, like 25K month, a 30K month. Um, not, not to brag or just, I'm just saying, like I had several months that were zero, even last year. Like I might have a 30K month and then like uh, no closings the next month, but that's where I am. I'm excited to share the journey. And I've had a taste of a little bit of success where I'm like, whoa, I can do this. I can scale. There's nothing stopping me from having 50K months or 100K months. I just have to get around the right people, you know? Uh, I know you said you're an Arte and there's a lot of great guys in that group and just getting around those people at a high level, whether it's an Arte or another event, man, it's been super helpful. Podcasting is another way I've connected where I extract so much information that I'm learning faster than my peers who don't do this stuff because they're just trying to figure it out on their own versus talking to people who know, you know, what it is that they're going through and how to solve the problems that they're facing. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Had a job, quit it. I'm in real estate and I have a podcast. That's what I do now. Yeah, for sure. Um, with with everything, I mean, because I follow you on uh, you know Instagram and I always see your stories and all that, and very entertaining. I like I like going through them. Um, Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And you know, by the way that I see it, is like you're real into it. So, like whenever you said that you got into it in, in 2019, is like man, that's like you know yesterday. <laughs> it's like, you really got into it. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I just typed this in a post on a Facebook group. I was telling someone my story too. just, you know, people post motivational stuff of like, keep grinding. I made no money. I couldn't figure it out. And then it clicked and I had a 40 K month last month or whatever the case is. And so I wanted to share and chime in on my success that I've been having recently too, because I quit my job thinking I'm smart. I'm going to figure this out so fast. And then I was like, well, so second guessing myself, can I really do this? You know, like that person's killing it. I'm not really killing it. I, I can't even barely pay my bills, you know? <laughs> and so it took some time, but um, now I like to share the story on my social media and everything and just tell people, Hey, it's possible. Stay consistent. And I like to set the example, right? If you see my story, I'm out there, I'm working, I'm making calls, I'm doing zoom calls. And that's what you got to do. You got to just show up every day. You may not know what to do every single day, but just come up with a plan and actually stick through the plan. And you're going to start to see over time, one year, two years, three years later, you're going to be successful. If you just stick with it long enough, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And as, and as much as you're like, you know, always posting on social media, um, I know you're like real focused and you're real dialed in into like what you're doing, like throughout the day, you know, on the tasks and stuff like that. And that's like something that I struggle with, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I have like my list and, and I'm trying to go through it like, you know, throughout the day, but you know, shit comes up, you know, they call you and they text you and then, you know, contractors need you to do like all these other things. And it's just like, shit, dude, right. how do you like stay so 
like focus like that? On, on That's a really good question. And it's something that I still struggle with. You know, clients will try to call you at different times. It depends on your business model, but like with real estate or, you know, like if you're contracting or if you're a service-based business, typically people might try to call you all the time, especially if it's like a client relationship where you don't really have business hours. It's like open-ended. They could, you know, how, how early is too early? How late is too late? You have to kind of define that with your clients. And so I let my clients know, I say, Hey, I have a lot of clients. I'm very busy. Even if I don't have any appointments that day, I'm like, I got appointments all day. You know, it's podcasts. I call that an appointment, a massage that counts as an appointment. And so clients don't know if you're meeting with like the president of the United States or if you're getting a massage to them, all they need to know is it's an appointment. And if you tell them to text you before they call you, that helps open me up so much because sometimes I'll see the phone ring. And I know that if I take the phone call, it's going to be a 15 minute call and maybe I'm trying to focus on something else and I don't want to really take that call. So I let people know, Hey, can you text me and confirm a time? Hey, Chris, are you available for a call? I might be at the gym and I'll text back and say, Hey, uh, I'm a little busy right now. Can I call you in 30 minutes? Now I have time to finish my workout, maybe get a shower in there. Like I, I kind of plan. I'm like, okay, I got three sets left and I want to do something else. And I want to take a shower. I'll give you a call in 45 minutes. How's that? And they always say, yes, nothing's ever such an emergency for the most part that you have to answer the phone right now. Right. And so I think that's a huge tip for me is, is just let people know ahead of time, set expectations. Hey, I love to talk to you on the phone if that's what you like to do, but I can't just answer the phone call all the time because I have other clients and they'll understand that. And they'll start to text you more. They'll email you and you'll get to focus on your critical tasks. So that way I don't focus on anything else until that thing that I'm working on is done. I don't like to multitask. You know, as you know, the more things you try to do at once, the more balls you're going to drop because, oh, I forgot to do this. And I was replying to that email and I didn't finish it. And now it's been three hours and you didn't really get anything done. Does that make sense? For sure. <laughs> yeah. You're like, man, I feel like I've done all this stuff. Me too. I still look like, you know, Chris, I slap my hand. Chris, don't grab your phone. Don't call that person back yet. Get your email done. Finish this podcast recording, and then you can get back to them. Yeah, dude, like that resonated with me so much, dude. Because, like, you know, the as being an electrical contractor, you know, being in the home service business, like, you know, you're at work, you know, doing hands on, and then you feel your phone ring, and you're just like, shit, man. Like, and I look at it, and well, I can't answer, you know, because then I get distracted. I'll answer like if I have my AirPods on or something like that, you know, I just tap and, you know, take, take it. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, I get messages on social media, texts, calls, and it's just like overwhelming. Um, and I had like one of those, I've seen your story one time when one of your clients was saying that, you know, it's an emergency call me or something like that. <laughs> Dude, I, <laughs> yeah, he was like freaking out. He was like, Hey, this is an emergency. Someone needs to call me ASAP. And I'm like, I'm so close to firing you, man. Like that client, <laughs> Oh, it's just been a real pain for the last few months. And I've been, you know, I've done enough work where we're almost to the finish line. And I think he knows he's been a little bit of a pain in our butts in terms of following up too much. When he said that, I was like, is his like mother dying? Like, do I need to perform CPR? Like, that's how it seemed. And I called him and it wasn't even a big deal, you know? So nothing's ever an emergency. I let my clients know that. I let another agent know that. If you saw that on my story one time, she's yeah. like, call me. It's urgent. Um, yeah. Seller's about to accept another offer. And I'm like, look, 
I, I almost didn't hit send, but I was like, let me try to coach her. And she, she got upset and offended, but I was, <laughs> I was like, look, you know, Gloria, I forget her name. Um, no offense, but to me, unless it's like life-threatening, nothing is urgent. You know, nothing at all is urgent. Um, and yeah, I said, we're able to, you know, consult with our clients and then get back to you soon. But my client also doesn't like to be rushed. We were making the offer. And so when I told her that she's like, you know, I think it's unprofessional. You don't answer your phone. And I'm like, well, girl, you're calling me three times a day. And I got five other clients, you know, like I didn't tell her that, but you have to set expectations. Cause if I answered every phone call, she'd be like, okay, I have a question for Chris. Let me just call him versus a text. And I'm sure you see this as well. Half the time calls that we do that are 10, 15 minutes, it could have been a once a one sentence text message, yes or no. Uh, or it could have just been an email instead of texting 10 times back and forth, an email with three questions, very to the point, get them done. And you don't have to reply. And like, again, nothing's urgent. If you have to reply in five minutes, a, an emergency on someone else's part does not mean it's an emergency on your part, right? Because if they delay and they slack, now they want the answer from you right away. It's not fair to you. Yeah, they expect you to be on call all the time. And I, yeah, yeah. I had a yeah. In, in another, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just gonna say, I had you know one of the contractors yesterday telling me, he called me, but I was on the phone, you know, I didn't answer. So I had uh, a contractor call me, and then I had like the guy, like the owner or whatever of the project call me, and I was still on the phone. And then they both texted me saying that it was urgent, you know, call me back or call the other guy back. And I texted both of them saying I'm on the phone. <laughs> and then they're like, and then I called the, one of the contractors back. And then like, you know, he just needed me to, like he called the city and the city was like, oh, well, they're not gonna remove the hold for the permit until um, they do some other shit. And I'm like, like I already got it removed, like chill. <laughs> I just need so they think it's an emergency and you already had it handled. That's yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect example. And because it, a lot of times in these in this type of business, there's a lot of back and forth. It's the telephone game. I have that that same seller. We have three deals we're trying to close at the same time. For whatever reason, we have to close them because there's some issues. And so we're having to bring it like there. I have an email thread right now with like 15 people on it. Three buyers agents, three lender, like the letters have all their people copied, the title companies copied on there. And literally it's been back and forth because we're trying to coordinate, hey, everyone closing on Friday, right? We have to close on the same day. And the lights turned off in here, so I apologize. <laughs> the lights are like motion, motion activated and I have to go turn them on over there. But yeah, and it's so crazy because we're having to coordinate all this stuff together. And even then it's, it's way better to do a group email than for me to talk to one person. And now the other five people have no idea what we're talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that's, you know, something that everybody struggles with, but I feel that's like my, like, my main weakness is just like focusing on, on that one thing. Yeah, it's tough. But I mean, if you have a good set of Bluetooth headphones, like you have your AirPods, that works great because you can do hands-free calls and then you can take the call while texting the other people back. And another thing that I do, I have it set where I have the auto text. So if someone's calling me right now, as we're doing this interview, I don't have to just send them to voicemail. I can reply back and be like, hey, you know, my, my thing says like, I'm an appointment. Can you please text me? Or um, can, you, can you let me know? Or can I call you back later? And then half the time they will text back right away. And that way they know you, you saw their call, you're acknowledging that you got it. 
but you're telling them that you're in another appointment and you're going to get back to them. You may not get back to them in like two minutes, but maybe in like 10 and that, that way they'll be happy that you at least know that there's an emergency quote unquote. Is that like an app or something? I got to check that out. Yeah. So I, I know how to do it in uh, the Apple phone. I'm not sure on Android. I'm sure they have something similar, but if you go to settings, I'm just going to pull it up here real quick settings. And then I think it might be like general and then keyboard. Yeah, there we go. So there is, or maybe it's not on keyboard. Sorry. It's on calls, I believe, because you have to set it up in your phone where you can have auto messages let me see. respond with text. Yeah. You go to call and then you go to respond with text. And I don't know if you can see, I know you said you're going to share the audio, but it says I'm tied up in a meeting, but I can text and I am in an appointment. Can you please text me? It's basically the same thing, but one sounds a little more friendly. <laughs> and so depending on the client, like if it's the annoying client, I just send him the first one, like, Hey, text me, you know, I'm in an appointment. <laughs> if it's a good client that I'm like, Oh, buddies, buddy, buddies with, I'm like, Hey, I'm in an appointment. Can you please text me? Like very polite first time that they're trying to call me when I'm busy. But if they keep bugging me and calling me, I just send them that first one. I'm like, Hey, text me, text me. You got to kind of repeat it and remind people texting is the best way to go because then you can reply on your own time and you're not just like trying to frantically grab the phone before it stops ringing yeah dude that's cool i'm gonna i'm gonna use that <laughs> for sure. it's a game changer man and people are so happy yeah and then uh another thing that i know i asked you before that i'm like that i'm using now is the, the google calendar oh yeah yeah that's a game changer too man how, how have you been enjoying that i know you said you kind of struggled with the the time blocking part still but as soon as you start using a system it helps at least put it on put on paper or put it in a digital product that'll actually remind you, hey, this appointment's in 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me finish what I'm doing right now because I have to get ready for that. It helps so much. Yeah. Another thing too is like now that I'm I'm using uh what is it, the uh, Calendly too. So I have a you know set Dude, up. I saw that when I booked this uh call, I was so happy to see Calendly and I got a reminder email. I'm like, man, he, he already implemented all these things so quickly. And it changes the game because right, you don't have to confirm with me. Does Wednesday work? How about Thursday? How about this time? Yeah. No, I just pick a time and it goes on your calendar. Boom. One and done. Yeah. The only thing that I'm like now struggling <laughs> struggling with is like I have that calendar. You know, that's like my personal calendar. And then I have a uh, a CRM system that I'm using for, for my business. So it's like two different calendars. Yeah. So it's like, I had already booked like, you know, this call with you. And then, and then I had a call before this and then, you know, I scheduled the work in the same day and I'm just like, Oh shit. Oh man. Well, I appreciate you still uh, doing this call with me, even though you had something else come up, but yeah, another way you can do that. I know if you use a CRM, they may be able to integrate with Google calendar where the CRM might be able to put that event on your calendar and you can have different calendars. So I think I have like five or six Google, Google accounts, like my podcast one, my real estate one, my personal one, and they can all communicate with each other. So Calendly checks all those calendars and they make sure if I have like a checkup for my dog on my personal appointment, it's not going to book a podcast at the same time, right? They all, there's rules in place where it's like, oh, Chris is busy. He's got to take his dog to an appointment book the podcast for the following Tuesday or the following day or whenever the openings are available. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's cool. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out because that's the only thing that I'm struggling with as far as um, like using the calendar is, Yeah, I don't know, like if I have, I got to check, you know, this calendar just to make sure 
that I'm not doing anything. It's like a schedule work or, you know. Right, right. And, and it's something new every day. You know, like I'm still constantly tweaking things and fixing things and brainstorming every single day when I come up with cool new things, when I implemented Google Calendar and Calendly and all those things that we just talked about, there's new ideas. Oh, how do I make it even better? Like the latest integration I just did, if you've heard of Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R, I had heard of it. I wanted to do something with it. I never did. And I finally had time over the new year holiday. Like my girlfriend and I were watching like two movies back to back from the couch. And I'm like, all right, I got to do something. I can't just watch TV and not do work. Like I like to work on this stuff. And I implemented a Zapier integration where now when someone books an appointment on Calendly, it adds their name to a Google sheet. And then another Zap, they call it a Zap, I believe, where it integrates another Zap takes that new line from Google and puts it into my MailChimp. So now when someone books an appointment with me, whether it's a buyer or a podcast guest, they immediately get added to my email list without me even having to manually do it. So that's another cool step. And now when I send my weekly email, more and more people, if I talk to four people that week, they're all going to get that email next week. And some may unsubscribe, but if I just keep doing that, it'll be like uh, your Instagram followers. You may have people follow and unfollow, but overall, hopefully that line's trending in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about it. I know because, uh, you know, with Zach and the group, um, he he uh, recommends that too, the Zapier. But I don't know yeah. if it's still in play or not. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, it just takes a little bit of time to set up, you know? And even then, there, there's other ideas that I'm going to be like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me do that. So maybe someone listening to this podcast, they're going to hear this. They're going to implement Zapier, or maybe they're going to take Calendly, or maybe Google Calendar, you know, or maybe they'll do all three of those things. It just depends on where you are, how good your systems work now, and if they're not great, or you don't have any, someone might consider trying to use them and get value from them, and then you learn every single day. I constantly have a list of new things of like, okay, I did that, great. Everything's perfect, quote unquote, but still, what can I do even better? <laughs> you know, like endlessly search, searching for perfection. I think that's that's what we all do. Yeah. Yeah, but like out of well, out of like everybody's stories that I see, um, like I see I see yours and and yours are like, I feel like you're the most like focused person that out of like everybody's that I see, and <laughs> I appreciate that, man. No, it's funny because I know my um, I I mentioned this on my story too. My house is up for sale actually in Houston, so my girlfriend and I like left my house and we're staying at my parents' house at the moment. They live in Houston as well. And so it's been interesting. I'm back at home. I'm like my office is what used to be my my childhood bedroom growing up. It's kind of weird, but at the same time, it's kind of nice to be back, hang out with the family a little bit. Um, but my mom will wake up early and sometimes she'll wake up and I'm already coming back from the gym and she'll be like, wow, you're so, you know, you're so disciplined, right? You don't waste any time. And I'm like, nope, I'm already done, you know, with the workout, everything's good. And so I think that also sets the example for my family they see that I don't just talk about it. Like I, I actually am about it. Yeah. And so that really means a lot, man. I appreciate you saying that whenever people say they see me as being a consistent disciplined person, wake up, do the same thing every day, rain or shine, you know, people, people love that. And it really does resonate with clients who reach out and want to work with me because they know I'm going to do that with their transactions. I'm going to show up every day. Yeah. And that's like one also, like the one of the main reasons that I want to get you on the podcast is because, like, that's something that I struggle with, and I know everybody, you know, ninety ninety eight percent of the other people like struggle with it too. And I True. know, like, you know, the people listening to this will for sure get some value on, you know, how to stay. Yeah, there. no, for sure.
I know that they will. And, and it's not even like I'm just magically like more determined and have more willpower than people. It's just come over time. And maybe if your audience, if they work out a lot consistently, I think that played a huge part in it. Because for me, I started working out when I was 13 or 14, going to the gym, lifting weights consistently four or five times a week, you know, protein shakes, pre-workout, creatine, like all of that consistency really played a huge part because now I can apply that to focusing on my tasks at hand. I know I can't eat that cheat meal or I need to eat clean. I have to do that extra rep or extra set. And if you apply that mentality to your work, you're going to see success as well versus those who don't work out frequently or they skip the gym or they always kick the can down the road of when they want to get in shape. I think I, I tend to see those people tend to struggle a little more because if you're not able to consistently get up and work out, even when you don't want to and stay in shape, it gets a little harder to stay mentally focused on tasks that you're working on for work too. And you'll, you'll notice that successful people always write about it, you know, um, get your mind right, get your body in a good state of health, and you're going to do well in all areas of life. Most successful people that you see, you know, whether it's like Andy Frisella now, he's gotten super in shape and lean and swole, uh, Bedros Koulian, like all these guys, Jeff Bezos, I don't know how much Jeff Bezos works out, but he looks like he's pretty lean. And if you saw the picture of him, like Amazon, you know, he's like wearing his sleeves are up and he looks pretty jacked. I mean, everyone stays in pretty good shape. So take care of yourself mentally, physically, eat well, get your sleep. I mean, your body's a machine, right? And, and how well you take care of it will determine how well you operate in all aspects of life. That's what I truly believe. Yeah, dude, that's, that's fire. Um, Thank you, man. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, um, especially because it's like, you know, as you, were, as you were saying all of this stuff, you know, it's, I know, I know this podcast is like definitely going to be like one of the best ones because like the, the reason I started the podcast is because, you know, I, I was listening to like Andy's podcast, Gary Vee's podcast. So they all put me into like that mindset of, you know, you got to focus on, you know, your business and, you know, your craft and shit. Cause like I created the podcast to speak to the person that like I was a year ago, which is like the, I had a, yeah. I my company, but like, I was like half as doing it. I wasn't going out and looking for clients. I was just waiting for them to come to me. And the reason I named it the breakthrough society is because you know, trying to help those people like break through to the next level. Um, whether yes. somebody wanting to start a business or somebody that already has a business like me and just wants to go to that next level, you know, this is what it's, you know, what it's about. And, you know, everything I love that. you were saying right now, that's like it, it's going to help people, especially get started, you know, because all that stuff about like, you know, if you work out, if you take care of your health, you know, that is going to, is going to like help everything else. Yeah, it translates to other areas of your life. And the quote that I love that I think really resonates for this conversation is you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. No one's ever great at anything that they start at. You're, you're not just an Olympian. Michael Phelps didn't just win however many gold medals overnight. That took practice and dedication and discipline and diet. If you ever watch any videos about that, I mean, sure, he might be super tall and have the right arms, but at the same time, he put in so much work to get to where he is. And so you have to kind of look at that and just understand no matter where you are in life, we're all able to get a lot better if we just stay focused and we stay disciplined and we show up every day and we have clarity on our goals, right? If you're a jack of all, uh, what is it? Um, jack of all trades, master of none. 
if you're doing a little bit of all these different things, you're not going to see the breakthroughs. If you're focusing and you're going deep instead of wide, that's where you see the breakthroughs. You focus all in on that thing. You take it seriously. You let people know, you speak it into existence and your actions back it up. That's where you end up being like, whoa, how did I get here? How did I have a 30K month, 40K month? That's how you did from staying consistent and having a goal and um, understanding what it takes to get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's like, it's just starting, man. Like everybody thinks you gotta, you know, know all this stuff, especially like, like since you're in real estate, you know, I, I'm pretty sure um, like you've heard people say, oh, I want to get into real estate, but I don't have money. And it's like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you hear the excuses right away, right? Oh, like, like you know, but when as soon as he, someone says, but you already know the excuse is coming. You're like, what is it? It's not the right time. You don't have enough money. Like it's never going to be the right time. You're never going to have enough money. It's going to seem like you could always have more money or more time or a better situation. Or maybe you have kids now and you'd rather spend time with them and you don't, you don't want to work a hundred hours a week anymore. It's just so many people have excuses for everything, but like Gary Vee and all these other entrepreneurs say, once you accept the fact that everything is your fault, you have the power to actually change it. Yeah. So no more excuses. You know, Jocko does that too. I don't want to hear the excuses. Wake up, don't hit snooze, get up on time, get your goals done. And you can still, you can, you can have it all. You know, I don't have kids, so I'm, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I firmly believe, and I always told people, if I had kids, um, when I go to college, I'm never going to get out of shape. And like, I like to think that I'm in pretty good shape. I work out every day. You know, all the people who told me that, you know, you're not going to stay in shape. Wait till you get to college. You're going to get a pot belly. Never did because I stayed consistent and you can too for you or for your audience, man, just consistency is key. That gets you to the next level. Yeah. And like the, like how you were saying with about Gary Vee that says, you know, once you know everything, once like you figure out that everything's your fault, like everything just gets, you know, much better. And, and I love that. Cause you're just like, man, that's my fault. I'm not doing well. That's my fault. Right. I didn't make six figures. It's my fault. How do I do it? How do I, how do I make it better? And once you accept that, I mean, as unfair as life may seem to be, someone else may seem to be getting the money faster, having better relationships, dating like beautiful women. It's still your fault. Like maybe you're not dressing well. Maybe you're not brushing your teeth. That's why you can't get the dates. You know, like you get, everything is your fault. And once you claim that, you claim the power to change everything about your life. Yeah. I'm still trying to get better with that. But like for sure, I started taking like taking that into action um, last year. And, you know, if something would go wrong at work. Like last year, I had an, another guy that was working for me. And uh, so he was like trying to drill, you know, holes like within the walls. But, you know, he went through the sheetrock. So in the dining room, you can see like the big hole and like the sheetrock crumbs in the floor. And oh, no. Like, yeah, like at first, like that was, I think that was like the first time that I started like implementing that. Um, because I was like, I was real pissed. I was like, fuck. Like, I, I didn't say anything. Do this you know, again. Like, yeah. In my head, I was just like, you know, we did. And uh, after like, you know, three minutes, four minutes, you know, I started thinking of that. I'm just like, man, dude, like, it's it's my fault because, like, I didn't tell him how to do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm like, shit, dude. Like, I didn't tell him how to do it. Like, it's my fault. <laughs> so, you know, after that, like, after I started thinking that and just telling myself that, like, I cooled down and then, you know, like, I told him, all right, like, you know, just drill down, like straight down, you know, don't do it at an angle because you're going to hit the shoe again. Yeah. I love that, man. That's a perfect example. And I've heard someone else say that as well, is that whenever something happens, give yourself five minutes to be upset, you know, cuss, like 
I don't know, don't do a whole bunch of damage, hopefully. Like, don't kick holes in the sheetrock because it'll be even worse. But give yourself five minutes to be upset, if if that. But usually, like you, like you did, I like to just think of like, well, this is where we are. This is what happened. How do I make it better, right? In real estate, it happens too. I called someone just to realize that with the holidays, literally the lender hadn't really done anything for three weeks. And this is actually on my own house for sale. So I'm like, really, we got to delay the closing by two weeks because someone dropped the ball and this process hasn't even started. And I immediately went into, it's my fault. I didn't reach out soon enough. And I wrote it down here. I was like, my action item for the day was to update my process. And I said, check in with the buyer's lender ASAP when a contract is executed. So that way I'm not relying on the other person. I'm literally calling this person and saying, hey, this contract just got accepted. Here's all the documents. Do you need anything right now? And because I didn't do that, literally three weeks went by and I thought everything was great only to find out that the guy's like, we're going to need to extend this because, you know, the ball got dropped somewhere. And, and I took that upon myself. I said, I dropped, I, I, at first I was like that other agent dropped the ball. She was supposed to do this. I'm having to do her job. But then I did what you did there. And I just said, okay, it's my fault. Or even if it's not, how do I prevent this in the future and add that into your process? So now I promise that's not going to happen again on my watch. I'm checking in with everybody every step of the way and I'm and my business is going to be better for it down the road. Yeah. And I feel like even like with, with everything, you know, that happens that maybe you can say like, Oh, like well, it really wasn't my fault, you know, it was, you know, so-and-so's fault. But I guess like if you deep down enough, like you can actually like find out it's your fault. You can find out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So exactly like what you said there, you know, maybe he didn't know how to do it, but if you ask, well, why didn't he know how to do it? Oh, because he didn't get trained. Well, why didn't he get trained? Well, because you were busy yeah. and you didn't get to train him. And so you can kind of find out like, well, yeah, he didn't know better. I didn't have time to train him. And maybe that maybe you can add that into your process, right? Add this part of the training or add this into the training to make sure they understand so that problem doesn't happen again. And at that point, I mean, it's too late. You can't fix it if it already happened. So I like to think of a uh, what can we do instead of like, oh, we should have, or we could have. I don't like to talk about that, like what you could have done, because it's already done. You can't change it now. What can you do going forward to fix the situation? Yeah, that's good. So like, I'll, like on like that same uh, topic, like I always try to think of, because you know how like everybody gets all mad when like you're in traffic, you know, you're stuck in traffic. So, you know, whenever I'm stuck in traffic, like in Houston or, or even here in Austin, it's just like, you know, I'm, you know, mad because, you know, they're cutting me off and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, shit, I, ch I chose to drive on this highway. That's know? true. I chose to leave at this time. And I should left sometimes left. it gets annoying. If there's an accident, I'm like, really, someone doesn't know how to drive. They cause this accident. Now it's like a one hour delay because you know how it is in these big cities, man. Sometimes the traffic will close the freeway and there's not really another good way. Like that freeway was the way. And so if you plan ahead enough, like for this interview here, I left the house more than 40 minutes earlier than I needed to. I like to get to the place an hour early and work from there so that if an accident happened, I'm not scrambling to get here in time for our call. I've already been here for 45 minutes, had lunch, got some coffee, and now I can relax, log into the computer, do our interview and uh, add that value to your audience. So yeah, man, just Plan, plan everything as much as you can and don't worry about the things that you can't control. That's important too. Yeah, oh yeah, dude.
it's been fun, dude. I like it. It's been like dude, this has been great. Yeah, you've been dropping a lot of uh, like nuggets and and like little tactics, you know, that people can do to just like stay happy and not you know let anything like get to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, thank you. I, I like to drop those little nuggets that are actionable, like you said, tactical, where people can actually, oh, let me go download Google Calendar. Let me implement Calendly. Let me do that text thing where I can reply with text. Those little things, they seem like little things, but when you do 10 of those, now your business and your life has changed. It's efficient. People are texting you instead of calling you. They're not upset. Nothing's urgent. They understand how to reach you. Life gets a lot better. Yeah, and everything like we talked about, you know, that's like stuff that I've done. So like I know for sure that it's gonna, you know, help anybody else that, you know, tries them out too. So it's not, absolutely. Yeah, it's not something that I haven't done, you know, that I'm telling people like, oh yeah, this is gonna help you and I haven't done it. You know, like all these other stuff, you know, like the Gary Vee thing where you know everything's my fault. Um, the Google Calendar, Calendly, like all the everything just making life, you know, easier. For sure. Yeah. And I love to see that, man. Kudos to you for implementing this stuff so quickly, because when I saw the Calendly thing, you're using Google Calendar, you're asking for advice and you're actually implementing it, which is great. A lot of people ask, they want the answers, but then they don't want to actually take the 10 minutes or 20 minutes to set it up. Yeah. So good job on, on getting all that squared away. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm still going to be watching your your stories, you know, so I'm going to be getting like little tactics here and there. For sure, man. Just keep on uh, learning and growing and I'll watch yours back. And then at the same time, if you learn something from Arte or from like a mentor or a group that you're in on uh, what's that new app we're talking about, Clubhouse, <laughs> if you learn something new on there, I'm going to take that nugget and I'm going to actually implement it as well. So it goes both ways. Yeah. There's some like real estate groups that they, that they make on there and stuff like that. So can know i have a, a friend that's arte but he lives like uh, here in austin he was on one of these like big big uh, groups in a clubhouse with like a thousand two thousand people um where it's like all these big names like like dan fleischman and and a clever investor and uh he actually asked a question um to clever investor and uh you know carlos reyes yeah yeah he was on there too yeah, he was on there too. So he asked the question to Clever Investor and then Carlos like added, you know, his whatever he wanted to add to it. So that's got, awesome. Yeah, he got an answer from both of them. So I can see the value of being able to ask mentors in real time questions like that and get your, your questions answered. That's awesome. Yeah. So like when when and Grant Grant is on there now. So yeah, I've seen Grant's on there. Like I I've I've been in a couple of groups and I've like addictedly, you know, logged in five, six times. I'm like, Ooh, let me hear who's talking. It's just overwhelming. So I got to take some time to figure that out. That's part of my homework because I know I can tap into some audiences there. If I add value or ask great questions that can increase your following. If people come over and follow you, listen to your show. So I, I definitely know there's value there. And so thank you for uh, reminding me that I need to go look at clubhouse today and actually take it more seriously, you know? Yeah. You just don't get too caught up in it because like everybody's there is like already addicted to it yeah you got to treat it like a business right and then you always got to produce more than you consume like that's kind of a rule that i heard a great rule of thumb if you're consuming content watching youtube videos listening to clubhouse conversations make sure to produce more than you consume if you do that as a part of your business you're not really doing it from like a consumer standpoint you're doing it as a business owner and so now your conversations are intentional the clubhouse groups that you join, it's all part of like your mad scientist plan 
on how to grow your business. So you got to focus on the right stuff. Yeah. So one of my tasks is um, for like every day is um, like adding value to two, uh, to two chat, two chats on clubhouse. So, so that's a great, great uh, tactic. I'm working on doing that too. Like for everyone listening, that's another great hack is if you find out your top two or three goals, like I did for, I did this year, I have three main goals that I'm focused on. Two are real estate related. One is related to growing my podcast. And I'm just brainstorming. What are all the levers that actually move the needle for those goals? Is it getting on more podcast interviews, starting a clubhouse, growing a clubhouse room, like define those things and make it tactical like you did add value to two conversations that's very specific and you know at the end of the day you're able to measure did i do those things yes or no it shouldn't be so vague like oh i just want to you know grow my clubhouse like you, that's not specific enough right how do you know how much do you want to grow your following how many followers do you want to get to your instagram profile from adding value in clubhouse like get that specific and so i know you're already doing that that's more advice for your for your listeners yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's just like, if you add value to Clubhouse, like you're following everywhere else is automatically going to grow for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I don't do it at a, at a level, like, you know, Zach does it and all these other people, you know, in Arte that are like, you know, up here already. Um, but I'm still getting like tons of Facebook requests. I don't know how <laughs> I'm getting, uh, like some Instagram, followers i've got like two two three people reach out to me that they want me on their podcast and it's just like sweet wow, that's yeah that's and that's one of my goals too is like to get into i, I forgot the number but I, I have wrote it down somewhere um there's like a specific number of like you know i want to get into a certain amount of uh, podcasts in the year yeah that's perfect that i've got goals like that as well for my own show how many podcasts do i want to be interviewed on how many guests do i want to interview and I'm taking it way more seriously too. Cause I used to kind of treat my podcast like a hobby and now I'm like, okay, I'm going all in on it. I updated my photo on there. My podcast cover has me on there. And now I'm like, okay, let's, let's get in this thing for real now. You know? Yeah. It's a nice one. It's simple, but it's, it's, it's a good. Thank you. Yeah. Simple. You can see me, you know, people can put a name to the face or the face to the, the name, I guess. And um, I hope I can resonate with some people listening to my content lately like you, you know, I appreciate you reaching out and following my, um, my story and my journey. And it's great to connect with you here too. Cool to see that, you know, we're, I'm not like way ahead of you or anything too. I'm like honored whenever people think that I'm kind of where these other folks are, but I think we're all kind of on our own journey, right? As long as you're further along now than you were a year ago or two years ago, that's what really matters. It doesn't matter if you're ahead of me or I'm ahead of you. It's all about competing with yourself. Nice. Cool, man. So, uh, well, before we wrap up, is there like, a, I guess, like the main thing that you learned, um, like getting into into real estate that, you know, you thought, oh, shit, like this is not, you know, such a big deal, you know, really like anybody can do it if they just, I guess, like, you know, like look this other way or like do it like a different way than something like that. Yeah. So with real estate, I guess my biggest learning, I mean, like you said, it's, it's not rocket science, you know, it's not super complicated. There, there can be a lot of moving pieces. There's different challenges you run into with each deal. But one thing that's helped me a lot is to kind of, like you said earlier, go all in, like really embrace it, put it on your LinkedIn profile. I told everyone I'm in real estate. I'm a real estate expert in Houston. 
that's all I do other than my podcast, of course, but I'm not flipping stuff. I don't have a side business about selling mattresses. Like I'm not doing all these different things. Like I'm a real estate expert. Ask me about all your real estate questions and I'm omnipresent. You have to do that with your business. Post about it all the time, five times a day, every platform. Hey, here's a five-star review from a client. Here's an open house that I'm doing. Oh, check it out. I'm putting up signs for this, uh, this open house we're doing this weekend. And when people see that, even if you have no business at all, if all you do is eat, sleep, breathe that thing, they're going to assume that even if you don't have business, you're going to be successful because you're taking it seriously. And from that, from almost like faking it until I made it, like I was working until I made it, if that makes sense. People admired that hustle and they're giving me more business. It's turning into five-star reviews and referrals. And here I am, like I mentioned, I have like 65 grand in commissions, pending deals. They may not all close, but I bet even if half of those close, I'd be happy taking 30K or 40K in the next month or two. I'm cool with that. (laughs) So I hope that helps for everyone who's out there who's thinking about doing something, go all in, right? Don't half-ass it. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's dude. That yeah, that hit home. <laughs> With the house. Boom, dude, I need to hear that message too. I'm like, I wish someone told me this. <laughs> exactly, for sure, man. Um, cool. So, just let everybody know uh, where they can find you, uh, social media, podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for the for the opportunity. So you can check out my website, which I actually need to update, but it's uh, Chris Bello, B as in boy, E L L O dot com. And I'm most active on Instagram. You're connected with me on there. And my handle is chrisbello09. I got to also come up with a cooler handle than that, I guess. But that's it for now. I'm going to be on Clubhouse soon. You know, I'm going to create a room or something and add some value out there. But uh, Instagram and my website, those are the best places to find me. Alternatively, if you like to listen to podcasts for whoever's in your audience listening to this, the Entrepreneur Motivation Podcast, I post two episodes a week. And right now, yeah, I've, I've been doing it for over three years. It's been growing 50,000 downloads a month and, and growing. And it's been really cool to see the progress. Yeah, I see those numbers, man. It's Thank you, man. I'm like, whoa, who's listening? This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more than my mom now. More people are listening around the world, which is really cool. And you're going to see the same growth for your podcast as well, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate that. All right, man. So it's been fun. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Let me know when this airs and um, I'll be happy to promote it and share it with my audience as well. Sounds good, man. Thanks for coming on. Cool. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day.